driver. Nor our cook, the Caribbean Miss Delphine, understood. Only Lois, our nanny growing up, now father's rail-thin, gray-haired secretary, and the person in charge of our houses and properties, could translate. Already hiding within, I heard the smooth click of my father's study door opening and closing. It was a room we were forbidden from entering without father. Naturally, it was where I was hiding. Dressed in rich, red leather book spines, an antique world map globe in a brass stand, dark woods, and thin frayed carpets, it smelled of walnut oil, a fragrance that would stay with me and make me cry for years to come. There were limitations to where I could hide, James knew it. Under the harvest table, behind the door, tucked within the plush red velvet floor-to-ceiling curtains, hanging on either side of the mahogany bookshelves, in the unlit fireplace, or where I currently was hiding, inside the Italian armoire. James drew out his search, displaying sadistic tendencies which, to my mind, had only gotten worse in recent months. Time was when he would have joked with the unseen me, coaxed me into laughter so I'd reveal myself. Playing on our affection, he'd set a bee trap, like the one my father hung outside the kitchen sink window, all sugar water and inventive cunning. Now instead, James was more the insect zapper variety. If we'd lived in the Middle Ages, he'd be in training for the dungeon work, where he'd turn the screw on the rack. He was the proverbial kid who picked the wings off living houseflies. Only, I was the housefly. He removed my confidence, bit by bit, scheme by scheme. He made me afraid of him, and dependent upon him all at the same time. My brother was learning how to be sly, and I didn't care for it one bit. What fools these mortals be, he cried out loudly. He probably didn't know I knew he was quoting Shakespeare. That was the other thing. He didn't give me any credit, none. He thought I was a stupid girl, period. I wanted so badly to shout out, Midsummer Night's Dream, but kept my mouth shut for fear of the torture I would invite. You'd have been smarter to go through to Lois's office or into the kitchen. Father's study is a no-no, little girl. He knew I would boil at being called that. I kept myself from screaming out in anger. A sharp electronic peal of our home security system drilled through the house. The feature was called On Watch. It chirped whenever a window or door was opened. It allowed father to monitor if anyone entered or left the house, effectively making us, his children, prisoners in our own home. It wasn't the way he saw it, but father saw most things differently than we did. The current warning suggested the front door had opened. Father had returned. James flung open the antique left door of the hand-carved armoire, the side that contained our father's winter coats, the side that smelled of mothballs, and climbed in atop me. I jabbed him with my finger, believing he intended to drag me out into the room as a sacrificial lamb. But it wasn't that at all. He pulled the door shut behind him, and we were two kids in the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Maybe, I thought, if we started clawing at the back wall of the armoire, we'd tumble out into snow. As it was, James's right leg was between my knees. As I was sitting down, his knees in my face, and my face in his stomach. I thought he must be holding on to the clothes rod, since he was able to remain so steady in such an awkward position. 
He stole his journal out of my grip. I didn't put up much of a fight. Father's sixth sense brought him shortly into the adjacent library. Children? Next, he entered his study, only the thickness of an armoire door away. Again, I nearly screamed. My hair, dark brown going on black like my brother's, if you have to ask, had twisted around one of James's shirt buttons, strands ripped loose with each subtle movement. I could foresee more than a few serious problems. Father was known to spend hours in his office. He often napped in the chair facing the fireplace. If my brother pulled any more of my hair out, I was going to scream. My nose was already running from the tears in my eyes from the hair being pulled. Worse, I heard the sniffing of our two English shepherds, London and Bath. London loved James. Bath was all mine. There was no way the armoire would stay closed for long.